Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home and true Southern sister, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. I love that. The show for Southern women. That's us, Pam. That's us. <laughs> and the men who adore us. Oh, That's you, Nick. Thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> have I told you, Pam, how much Nick adores us? Nick, and we adore you, too. <laughs> I have well, to say you. something. There's just something off, uh, awfully wonderful at uh, my advanced age to being ad- adored by a uh, handsome 20-something <laughs> like Nick Bean. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, right. Anyway, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are here uh, in the studio today, and we are talking about all things having to do with life in the South, uh, loving life in the South. Oh, absolutely. Right? And yes. so uh, there's just been a lot going on lately, I guess, sort of in the news. And, you know, we typically try not to get too political on the show. But um, we just might today. Well, I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> just want to keep my listeners. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it, you know, I mean, obviously what's been going on the news affects our affects our lives, right? Yes, it but does. But for most of us, of us, we may not necessarily be directly affected directly affected by what's going on. It's easy to get wrapped up. We're watching. We're glued to the TV. We're seeing the back and forth of what's going on in the world. So uh, when really, it comes down to it. What, we, what we're really spending most of our time doing is just trudging through life, right? And trying to survive. And trying to survive. Yes. And um, Pam and I have been through, well, we've been through a lot together a over the lot. years. Yes. Right? We've known each other since we were 14. And I was 14. 15, going on 16. Yes. Then on going on 17. That's, I know. Well, you were 16 going on 30. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) But um, yeah, Pam and I met in church. And you guys remember that she guest hosted the show with me Mm -hmm. a few months ago. A couple months ago. We had some fun on that day. We talked a lot about things that we enjoyed doing and what having a BFF in our life meant Mm -hmm. to us. Um, And, you know, it's something I highly encourage. Uh, Women need female relationships. Yes, they do. That's incredibly important for us to have that. It in is. Our lives. You know, we Absolutely. need. It, it, there's nothing wrong with the men. They they serve their purposes, right? God, in our life, but God bless them. They just don't get us sometimes. <laughs> Some things they don't. Ain't that the truth? No, no. They, they don't. There are certain things they don't get. And then, of course, we have our, our relationships with our family and our children. But there's mm-hmm. something about having those girlfriends. And uh, for all of you women that were are within earshot here, you know this is true. And if you are a husband or a, a man in the life of a Southern woman, you also know this is true. Very true. And one of the best pieces of advice that I can give to you Southern gentlemen is to uh, know when to just kind of step out of the way a little bit and allow uh, your your woman, right? That's right. Your loved one to foster and nurture that relationship that she has with her girlfriends. It's Don't, so incredibly important. Oh, my word. It, it is. I mean, it's just... It's a blessed gift to have a friend mm-hmm. that you're that is, you know, as Anna Green Gables once referred to Diana as your bosom buddy. I mean, you your know, bosom you, buddy. you just you just need that in mm-hmm. your life because it helps balance us out. It does. We are so different. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, and God built us differently. He made us, he made us different. Absolutely. Um, not just physically, but emotionally. Um, and I just think that is very important for us. So I've had that in my life and I'm so grateful for it. And uh, for those of our listeners that would like to, you know, uh, tune in or listen to us. Now, if you're listening to us 
on Facebook Live right now. You can uh, you can comment and share mm-hmm. as we go along, and we uh, you, you share a question or something. We might even mention it on the Absolutely. air. Absolutely, kind of go fun. for it. <laughs> we love to see those little hearts floating across. <laughs> oh, hearts are beautiful. And, 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 and heart day is only four days away too. That's four or right. five days away. So yeah, in the red, we're ready. You heart, heart, heart away. Mm-hmm. We like we love that. So okay. Uh, but anyway, folks. So we talked a lot. Uh, Pam and I have about things in our lives that are uh, just what we've meant to each other over the years. But you know, quite frankly, one of the things that Pam and I also love to talk about a lot, and I bet you folks do too, is some of the things that actually irritate us. Yes. In fact, sometimes (laughs) it's more fun to talk about that than it is about the things that make us happy. (laughs) It it depends on our mood on the given day. But you have to be able to vent. It's not good to keep things in. However, the key to venting is to find a very, ensure your tribe is a tribe that you can confide in and it stays right there. Yeah, be careful and that of they know your heart. They <laughs> yeah. know your heart and they hear your words and they know where it's coming from. That's exactly so important. And then once you get past that, then it's no holds barred. <laughs> you game. can just let it all hang out because <laughs> you're in a safe zone, right? Safe zone with your tribe. It's safe to talk amongst your tribe. And so Pam is definitely part of my tribe. And we were kind of laughing earlier about some of the things we've talked about over the years. I guess some of our greatest irritations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. folks, you know what yours are, right? Uh, yes. We've all got our trigger irritations, okay? Yes. Um, for my husband, it might be something different than mm-hmm. what it is for me. In his case, it is definitely um, people of, um, how should we say this? Um, people on the road that don't necessarily uh, make the best driving decisions. Yes, I you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those it's, typical Georgia drivers who mm-hmm. don't know how to do it. Right. And get it. Yeah. That is probably at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah. What drives me the craziest is when you're not driving the speed limit mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with your car. <laughs> now, if you're driving in the far left lane, and yes, there is a wonderful Georgia law that that you know indicates that if your slow traffic needs to stay to the right, but no one adheres to that. But the funny thing is, I do have a lead foot. I will confess, I have a lead foot. Always have, always will. It's just fact. But what drives me crazy is when I'm trying to get somewhere and the speed limit is 45 and someone's driving 28. Mm-hmm. Or if someone's on your interstate and it's 70, and yes, there are many 70 mile per hour legitimate stretches of roadway now, roadways now on the interstates, but that drives me crazy when you're going 70 and someone's going 52. Mm, and yeah. on the far left zone. You know, well, it, it just, noticed, it's just, a lot of those signs are starting to have a minimum speed yeah, on the highway. I hope so. Please. Well, there is that too. Thank yeah, you. Let's <laughs> add it to the bottom. 70 on that beautiful white black outline sign. Let's put a 70, and then let's underneath have. Minimum speed, 55. There are some safety issues with driving too slow. I mean, there are. Just just as there are safety issues with driving too fast, there are some safety issues. Uh, And probably the biggest safety issue with driving too slow is you might get somebody like me behind you. (laughs) No patience for that whatsoever. Ask my children. And I am a Christian woman. And mm-hmm. I love the Lord, but they have heard things come out of my mouth. And I'm ashamed to admit that. And I have Jesus in my heart, too. <laughs> but but thank heavens I'm saved by grace, because by golly, we know I need a lot of it when I get behind the road. Like, that's, just, that's just the reality. So. Well, the, funny, the funny thing is, it's so great for us to pass judgment on everybody else, because we're just so perfect, right? We never do anything wrong so at all. So you ever heard that expression? Everyone driving faster than you is an idiot, and everyone driving slower than you is a fool. <laughs> so the person, that I cut off, the person that I accidentally cut off three days ago, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're forgiven. God forgives you for that. So definitely driving is one of my main, yes. uh, it was one of our, I guess you oh, should say. Oh, top of that, my Well, list. that's my husband's. That's definitely the thing that I say presses his 
his buttons and, yeah, and just most another irritates reason him. why I like Earl. Uh, another reason why I like Earl. Yeah, Earl's a good man. He's a wonderful man. <laughs> He's a good man. Now, we'll each share some of our irritations, Pam. And I got to tell you, I think uh, one of mine, and, and folks, you guys may share these irritations also, um, Facebook overposters. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay, now, overposting can come in a couple of different, mm-hmm. um, it, can, it can look differently to different Various people. categories. Yeah, it may be uh, you're posting too much personal information. Okay, that is one thing. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of have a little policy uh, with my Facebook page. If, if my friends post photographs of any sort of personal injury to their body, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. they are immediately deleted. You know. And I don't need to see a photograph of the ingrown toenail. I do not need to see <laughs> the stitched up ankle. No, yeah. no, that mm-hmm. gets that gets. And then also the overposting in terms of uh, just too much personal information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of folks forget. Let's say you've got 300 Facebook friends. You have to ask yourself, is this the kind of information that I would call up all 300 people and share with them? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you got to remember, folks, you're not just talking to your BFF when you post on Facebook. Everybody you ever friended is reading it, mm-hmm. too. And the reality is, too, for those of us, those of us who are in the professional world, our bosses see our Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Our companies oh, yeah. see them. I would not want my boss. I always come from the perspective of what type of influence is my post going to leave? Is it right. going to leave a positive or a negative influence? And I don't want my boss to see my freshly pedicured toes. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't. Pammy, give me, give me one. I gave shared one of mine. Give me one of your personal irritations. Uh, one of my pr- passive aggressiveness mm. drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Greg, we're all Southern, and we know exactly how to use the phrase, bless, or, bless their hearts. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, backstabbing, talking behind your backs, the smiling and nodding to you, and then just, you know, the passive aggressiveness that goes along with that sometimes yeah. drives me crazy. I'm not a drama person. Never mm-hmm. have been, never will be. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I like to leave drama out. Yeah. I'm a, I like drama-free and, and I will admit, I will throw my own gender under the bus here. Southern women can be pretty doggone adept at passive aggressiveness. Just a little bit. Yeah. We can pull it off. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad we're so perfect, though, Pam. I know. Bless your heart, just Jenny. You're just so wonderful. Yes. <laughs> well, folks, we are so glad you're joining us today for the Southern Sisters Radio Program. We have got some great stuff on the show today. We are going to talk about some awesome grilled cheese comfort food, right? Oh, some my fashion my mistakes sandwiches. you should never, ever make. And we're going to be talking dogs. The four-legged variety, oh, of course. Puppies. Puppy dogs. <laughs> we'll be right back. Turn off the telly, Nelly. To the table, Mabel. Now sit up straight, Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. It's the food segment. And you know what? My BFF, Pam, is in the studio with me today. She loves food just as much as me. I do. And I love to eat the food that you prepare yes. versus the food that I prepare. So it's, you know, it's, we don't it's a have win-win to, for me. We don't even have to go there. But it's true. <laughs> now, you know I what? It. I will say that eating together has always been part of our relationship. Yes, it has been. Since we were young. Yes, very much so. Whether we were skipping out of a Sunday night choir at our church to go to the Dairy Queen, Dairy right? Queen or For, Dunkin' Donuts. Or Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, I worked at. Do you yes, remember you that? Yes, you did. You, yeah. learned, you actually learned how to make yes. the donuts oh, I did. in the okay, morning. Nick, you will appreciate this. Okay, so <laughs> I was a, a freshman at Auburn University back in, well, I'm not going to say what year, because then you'll know how old like I 2006, am. 2006, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. See where I love you? 
<laughs> you see why I like Mine him. Mine is about, well, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll We're not talking age. <laughs> so I was at Auburn University, and it was my first year, and I got... Well, shall we say, I, I got a lot of parking tickets. <laughs> I got a lot of parking tickets because I lived far off campus and I would drive in and I would always try to find a place that I could park close and I ended up with a lot of parking tickets. So I, my dad found out about the tickets. Oh, no. um, um, yes. Yes, he do, did. You probably remember this. And I remember this so well. And so I couldn't so register well. for my new my next semester's classes until I paid off this, <gasps> shall we just say the bills were in the three, three digits. And, they were in um, the three digits. They, yes, they were the, the back in the day. Digits. And I was <laughs> a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. And so he told me he'd pay off the tickets, but I had to pay him back. And by, to do that, I had to get a summer job. Right. And so uh, Dunkin' Donuts was hiring. They oh. called your name. Yes, they were. <laughs> so uh, that was me getting up to make the donuts. I had the 6 a.m. to noon shift. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'd be in there making donuts. So Pam remembers those I remember. Days. That was so much fun. And mm. I loved my free donuts. Too. <laughs> I would give, yeah, I was, I was giving <laughs> But of course, those are back in the days when I could afford to eat donuts whenever I wanted to. I and remember those it. days we could eat whatever we wanted. Yes. Didn't have to worry what about happened? the scale. Well, we got old. That's what hey. happened. <laughs> Hey, for hey we got to talk about some food here. And it is winter. Mm-hmm. It is cold, oh, right? Yes. It is cold. And I don't know about you, but when the weather starts getting cold and the temperatures, temperatures start going down, I start thinking about comfort food. Oh, uh, yes. So this one is actually in honor of, of Pam, this segment, because I happen to know that one of her favorite things to eat is a good grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, my heavens. That is my all-time favorite right? sandwich. We will be in a restaurant, and mm-hmm. she will she will peruse the menu, right? Mm-hmm. And if there is a grilled cheese on the menu, typically it's ordered. she will gravitate towards that mm-hmm. every time. So, folks, we are going to talk about the perfect week. I say kind of like a weeknight thing. In fact, mm. I will tell you, I made this last night for dinner. Earl and I, Earl and I had creamy tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner last mm. night. And you know what is so funny is I will, you know, I'll try to make sometimes these kind of elaborate dinners for him. And he's always very appreciative. But, you know, some of the biggest compliments that he gives me is when I just make something simple. simple grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank you for this. So, folks, you're going to have the same reaction when you whip up this this little menu tonight. Go make it tonight. I know. Now it's I'm be motivated cold. to go yeah. make it tonight. Now, I, I do think that pairing a good grilled cheese sandwich with a tomato soup is a, is the way to go. Is that your favorite It's my favorite because I like to dip the sandwich into in the, the soup. soup. So, folks, we're going to tell you. Let's start off with the soup, and then we'll get to the important stuff, okay. which is the grilled <laughs> cheese. I've got a great recipe for you for a fresh, creamy tomato basil soup. This couldn't be easier. You can whip it up in a heartbeat. Okay? You're going to need four tomatoes. You're going to peel them and seed them and dice them up. Okay? You'll need four cups of tomato juice, 12 fresh basil leaves. Mm -hmm. Now, my basil plant is dead and gone now because it's winter time. You can still pick this up at the store. Okay? Fresh basil leaves. One cup of heavy whipping cream Mm. because Mm -hmm. everything's better with With heavy whipping whipping cream. cream. (laughs) (laughs) You need one stick of butter and a little salt and pepper. Right? This is stuff you're probably going to have around the house. Oh, yeah. Place your tomatoes and the juice in a stock pot over medium heat. You're going to simmer it for about 30 minutes. Then you want to puree the tomato mixture along with the fresh basil leaves, okay? Now, you could, to puree, what, what I love to do, my favorite technique, and it is one of my favorite little appliances in my kitchen, is my handheld immersion blender. 
Okay, those are nice. They're wonderful. Now, if you want, if you don't have one, just just you can pour this stuff into a, a food processor or a blender, and then just return it back to the stock pot. But if you have got a handheld immersion blender, mm-hmm. all you do is plug that baby in, and then just you know, simple you like my and easy to clean too. Yeah. that's what I love about them. Yes. I, mine's top rack. I can pull the the mm-hmm. end off and put it in the top so rack. Right in. What was that, Jenny? It, z- 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 is that what you wanted? Spot on. <laughs> it does, right? It does. So you're just ha- holding it and just blending it all together. So you're gonna pure all of that and you're going to uh, then return it to medium heat and then stir in the heavy whipping cream and the butter. Season it with a little salt and pepper. Just heat it till it's nice and piping hot. You don't need to bring it to a boil. Just get it good and piping hot mm-hmm. and pour that pour that up into uh, it. Mm, yum. Yes. So that's what I serve along with my grilled cheese sandwich. Now, Pam, I know Pam loves grilled cheese. Yes. So do I. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Here now, we go. You may think that a grilled cheese is just a grilled cheese, right? No, it isn't just a grilled no, cheese. it's not. So, I mean, you know, it's the first meal that most of us learn how to cook when we're at home by ourselves. I know it's one of the first things I learned how to make. It's great for a midnight snack or just a quick, easy mm-hmm. weeknight dinner. Um, but you know, usually, before you even bite into a grilled cheese sandwich, whether or not it's going to, you know, change your life. Yes. You can just tell by looking at it, right? You sure can. In a really good one, the cheese slowly oozes from the edges. Mm-hmm. The bread's face is an even golden brown that's usually suffused with butter, right? Pick it up and you can just almost feel the butter in the bread, but not too greasy, right? And then you want the crust to be a little crispy, but light and mm-hmm. flaky, right? With a little bit of brown crust, just slightly brown. I know, right? Oh. Well, so what are the secrets, folks, to a good grilled cheese sandwich? Guess what I've got for you? What? Let's see if it's the same as mine. (laughs) I've got the five commandments of a perfect grilled cheese sandwich. Are you ready? Number one, and you know what? I I happen to know that Nick may disagree with some of this. Nick is liking this, though. Nick's listening. He's listening. Okay. He's all ears. Close your eyes and let's just take you away here. Now, a grilled cheese sandwich must be a closed sandwich, which means grilled on both sides. Correct. Number one. Number two, it must have cheese as the primary ingredient. Absolutely. Other ingredients can complement the cheese, but none may overwhelm it. You want the cheese. Now, I know that Nick is a, you know, he is a diehard purist. So, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. a grilled cheese is just cheese. Mm -hmm. Adding bacon or ham or something like that turns it into a melt. However, Mm -hmm. to to agree with you on this, though, Jenny, if you add maybe a little bit of tomato or some fancy seasoning or something into your cheese in the middle, Mm -hmm. it's still a grilled cheese. If it's like 90% cheese in it, it's still grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's of the 90%, 90% opinion. grilled cheese. Okay. Okay. All right. Not the 10% accoutrements, but 90% cheese. <laughs> there okay. you go. Here we go. Let's see how we go then. <laughs> okay, number three. The third commandment of a gr- perfect grilled cheese, it must be made with sliced bread. Thus, a sandwich made on a whole crust. You yes. Know, like, right. Can't be made on like, uh, it's like Shimano bread. bread or, you're right. Okay, it must be served, number four, must be served hot all the way through with the cheese thoroughly melted. You want it gooey. Absolutely. Gooey. Yes. Number five. It must be cooked on a flat, greased surface until golden brown, Mm -hmm. right? Now, Mm -hmm. in extreme circumstances, you might could even cook it on an outdoor grill. There are ways to do that. Uh, But a grill, a true grilled cheese may never be baked or deep fried or microwaved. Oh, that's sacrilege. It is. That's utter sacrilege. However, 
It has been done. <laughs> not successfully. <laughs> not in my kitchen. It's not grilled, just a hot cheese sandwich. Uh-uh. It's not the, the same. The grilled cheese Nazis would not approve of that <laughs> no, technique. <they> wouldn't. <laughs> now let's talk about the bread. Now, aside from having to be sliced, the only other rule here is that your bread can't be too perforated with air bubbles, or your cheese is going to drip out. Mm-hmm. You got that? Mm-hmm. So white bread and American cheese—that's what a lot of us grew up on. Now, if you want to go fancier, you can use like a nice hand-sliced Italian ciabatta, a good sourdough, something like that. Right? You can even use like day-old bread, because quite frankly, once you add the butter and, and cook it up on the griddle there, you're going to sort of resuscitate the bread. Mm-hmm. Right? My favorite bread, the French fresh French country sliced bread. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's good. That's my favorite. That no. or the sourdough. Yes. I would do that. I tend to think white bread when I think mm-hmm. of a grilled cheese. I do, cheese. too. Yeah. I do, too. I don't really think of like I don't think of whole wheat or oats or oats. No, no, no. no. Now, let's talk about the cheese. <gasps> <laughs> let's get to the important stuff. The a the grilled cheese does not work with just any old cheese. You've got to have a cheese with just the right melting characteristics. Dry, crumbly, fresh cheeses like goat cheese mm-hmm. won't mm-hmm. mark properly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ditto for overly aged cheeses like Parmesan or hard pecorino, right? Correct. Now, some of my favorite cheeses include like the classic American. Maybe a young cheddar, right? Okay. A uh, Swiss-style cheese is something like that. Maybe a Gruyere. That would work, right? And see, I am a, I am a proponent of the um, of Colby cheese. I love Colby cheese. That I think that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Right. But I am not an American cheese fan. No. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their pets. Okay. Everybody's I'll got that. I'll, I'll eat it in a behind. But yep. yes. American is the number one cheese used in grilled mm-hmm. cheese. I, but I love. I love a good. Je- now, you, folks, you got to cook it in butter. Don't you know? A little bit of Pam spray on the skillet's not going to be sufficient. No. We want to infuse the sandwich with butter and cook it low and slow mm-hmm. over medium mm-hmm. heat. Right. And by all means, serve it while it's hot. Absolutely. And gooey. Let's go to lunch after this, Pam. I'm hungry. We Let's gotta go. we got to find a good grilled cheese sandwich. I know. Now. I'm ready. We need it now. Bring it on. <laughs> there you go, folks. Comfort food for the winter. And uh, we'll be right back. It. Pasta Fazula Tallula. Oh, do have a bagel, bagel. Now, don't be so bad. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. We're so happy you've joined us on this Saturday. It's a beautiful day, and we are in the studio. And by we, I mean me and my BFF, Pam. Hello. Mm. Southern Sisters. Well, guys, guess what we're talking today? Oh, one of my favorites. (laughs) We are going to talk about fashion mistakes that every Southern woman should avoid. Or as I like to refer to them as faux pas. Oh, yes. As I like to refer to them as, uh, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, she did. (laughs) She did. (laughs) And we say that with love, right? Because, And and the reason I can say that is because I think at one time or another, we've all made made some of these fashion, well, some I haven't made. I may have one on right now. Let me look and see. I wasn't going to say I wasn't going to say anything. But no, 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 no. Pam is always very well put together. But you know what? Every Southern woman can benefit from a little advice. Absolutely. Now and then. Yes. On how we sort of keep ourselves together. You or know what I mean? At least attempt to keep a- ourselves together. Attempt to keep ourselves together. Exactly. Now, guys, even if you consider yourself a stylish person, we're all prone to some fashion po- faux pas every now and then. We're not talking about so-called rules. I'm not. You know, that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like you know, don't wear white after Labor Day. Not that kind of thing. We're really talking about things like overspending, questionable styling. How about with ill-fitting clothes? Um, premature destruction of wardrobe wardrobe items. 
How about that? Mm, that's and, interesting. And my personal favorite, extreme eye rolling <laughs> by loved ones <laughs> about one item that you just can't get rid of, oh, even if goodness. it's falling apart. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yes. My, I know. My, we all... We all have one of those items. We do. In our Maybe you're, you know, kind of emotionally attached mm-hmm. to it. For so you might have some uh, some memories associated with it. Mm-hmm. I've got a few of those. Me too. Uh, there are some easy fixes though, so don't panic. Now, Southern Sisters understand wardrobe problems, and we can help you solve them once and for all. Are you ready? Okay. Now Here we go. Now listen to this. Now we have some budget friendly tips for you also for getting the most out of a special offer. Maybe staying focused on what you do and don't need. Right. So that when you get left with clothes, you know how sometimes you have things um, and you're like, what was I thinking when I bought that? It's called emotional buying. Exactly. That's what I refer to that as. Right. What was I thinking? Yeah. Either you have something you're thinking, I would never wear that. Why is it in my closet? Or you might. The opposite can also be true. You may have certain items that you end up wearing over and over again. You get in Mm -hmm. a rut. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're wearing the same things over and over again. Um, So there are plenty of ways to change up your look and do it right. Okay. We're going to start with our first number one piece of advice. And what would that be? Okay. And that is, I call it desperation shopping. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the problem. I'm going to I'm going to give you the solution. The problem is a big event, a wedding, let's mm-hmm. say a class reunion, maybe a special birthday. It looms on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Instead of heading to a store that you can count on with plenty of time, you refine a list of reasons not to shop, right? I don't know what to get. I don't have the time, money, energy. Maybe there's something in my closet I can wear. And then what inevitably happens is at the last minute you panic and race to make a purchase, Mm -hmm. Uh, perhaps plunking down extra cash for express shipping. Oh, I have done that. I did that (gasps) for a very recent wedding. Uh And then you end up with something pricey that you don't really love and maybe you don't even wear it again. You don't look your Mm -hmm. best and you feel, you know, like a ding dong for overspending. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've all done it. Yes. Now the solution. Right. What is the solution? Now, as soon as you get, this is in a perfect world, guys, and this you would be happy to do this. As soon as you get an invitation, schedule time on your calendar to figure out what to wear. Okay, so when assessing your own clothes, bear in mind that with the addition of borrowed, thrifted, or rented accessories, your problem-solving dress or outfit might be right in front of your face. You don't always have to get something new. Now, I will tell you, my daughter, who lives in Washington, D.C., and has to go to a lot of mm-hmm. um, political events, she has discovered covered something. Have you heard of Rent the Runway? Yes, I have. Okay, she is in love with it. And I was a little skeptical at first mm-hmm. until she kind of took me on a tour of their website. It's remarkable. Is it truly remarkable? Uh, yeah, okay. it, it is remarkable because she'll rent a, a $4,000 dress for $150. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're certain that you have nothing that's right, consider a site like Rent the Runway where you can borrow from an extensive library of new season designer clothes Mm -hmm. at reasonable prices. Mm. Okay. Do they have new stuff on that website? I don't. You know, that's That's a good question. That's a very good point. Are you in the market for an evening? They probably do. You in the market for an evening gown? the right situation, you know. You you need an evening gown. Don't want to go pay, like, well, not an evening. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to go pay $800 for a really, really nice suit, you know. Save some money. Oh, my heavens. It's it's amazing. I know when she does it that yeah, Rent the Runway, she will get, um, she'll select it. And, and on the website, I know that they have, you'll click on a dress and you see the dress, you see all the specifications, and then you will see a lot of photographs of everyday people wearing that dress in different sizes. So you can actually see what it would look like on someone who is my size, my height, you see? Mm-hmm. And then they about two or three days before the event, they send it to you and they send it to you in two sizes. So just for any reason, if one doesn't fit, you have a backup size. That's cool. Oh, That's pretty good. She That's cool. has, That's good. and I've seen the photographs of her. She has worn some stunning dresses. 
And I'm sure she's very happy that she didn't plunk down three thousand yeah. dollars for a dress because uh-huh. it's not something that she would do. It's fabulous. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. But if you're really freaking out about the outfit, do a gut check. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you're stressing about choosing an outfit for reasons that have nothing to do with the clothes. I will say I've done that before. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself because of your particular event. Okay. You might want to ask yourself, is, is there something about the event that maybe is making you uncomfortable? Are you scared to encounter someone you haven't seen in a long time? That's a big one. Okay, That's case, huge. Case in point, that would class be the class reunions. reunions, right? <laughs> right. Class reunions or... You're going to an event where there are individuals there that may not be a class reunion, but a family reunion or a, d- a wedding where, you know, there are a number right. of college friends, mm-hmm. high school friends going to be together. Yeah. Yeah. You know I've what? Done because, that. And honestly, if you can at least identify your feelings about the event right. and kind of put that into perspective, what is it about it? That's, is it really the dress or is it the event itself? Because if you're truly, truly stressing out about an event for reasons other than the clothes themselves, then it, you're going to critique no matter what you put on you're going to tear yourself apart because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not going to be good enough for mm-hmm. reasons other than the dress itself. Right. You know, for me, it's how I look in the dress. Yeah. That's my, that's the biggest thing for me. It's I, I tend to be a more casual person versus a more formal person. So anytime I formally dress up, that's when I stress. Yeah. Because you're a little outside it's your zone. Event, your comfort zone. You don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that all Completely the time. Outside. How about number two? All right. Okay. What would number two be? Number two is markdown mania. Oh, all right. Mm. I love a good sailboat. <laughs> Listen, I will say I that do. about Southern women in general. We like a good sailboat. I sale. love them. Don't we? Okay. And if it's red tag, 50% off coupon on top of red I tag, I'm, right? even, I'm happier. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. And don't you feel so good walking out of the store? I You're do. like, I did it. I got it. I got a deal. Now, here's the problem, though. Okay. Sales and special offers ca- ca- can cause you to lose your mind. All right. Budgeting and good sense leave the building, and you mm-hmm. may, you may, not always, end up with clothes that you don't need, would never wear, or Mm -hmm. don't even look good Mm -hmm. in. So when you're saying this is a bargain, it's really only a bargain if it's truly something that you would wear. Now, here's the solution. Okay, bargains are the number one reason people end up with useless items. I do agree with that completely. Okay, so before you click buy or mm-hmm. bolt to the checkout counter, reflect, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the thrill of the bargain that you're responding to, or is it the item itself? Ask yourself this question. If this were full price, would I still want it? Exactly. Right? Right. Okay. There and you- I walk away. Oftentimes, I'll walk away. I have, I have yeah. learned... My lesson, mm-hmm. and I have learned to walk away from it. So it's, I'll take a look at it and think, is this something I'll ask myself, is this something I really, truly need, or is it something I truly love? Right. And I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. And if I come back to it within five or ten minutes, then yes, it is. I agree. But if I completely, if it's out of my mind. I've done that. It's a no-go. Yeah. I have, I've definitely done that. Or I'll load up my arm with five or six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. ten things on my arm. Mm-hmm. And I always stop before I get to the checkout counter and go back through all of them. And most of the time, I end up. Out of 10 things, maybe I only walk away with three Mm -hmm. or two. Right? You got it? Yes. Now, how about this one? (laughs) I love this one. Purse paralysis. Purse paralysis? Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's the problem. Carrying your everyday bag to a wedding, Mm -hmm. schlepping your work tote to a weekend party, or sporting a dark leather bag with a bright sundress in July... You know, failing to change your bag regardless of season or occasion. You tell yourself that you can't be bothered because it's a pain to change purses. Who wants to think about that, right? 
But inside, you know it's an easy fix that will make a difference. So shall I match my purse with my shoes? Well, (laughs) that's questionable. That's one of those old, you know, adages that you should always match. My mother did. Yes. Always. Our mother's generations pretty much always did. But in terms of just being stuck by paralyzed, I mean, (laughs) carrying the same doggone bag all year round. Right. Not all year. No, I can't do that. The solution is pretty simple, really. Uh, The bag's weight and material, Mm -hmm. just like your clothes, should reflect the season's temperature. Right. Darker and heavier for fall and winter, lighter for all around spring. Absolutely. Got it? Got it. that? How about... I'm doing something right. (laughs) You're doing lots of things right. I have one right. Okay. Let's keep going. This is fun. How about attachment disorder? Okay. Attachment disorder. Now, the problem is you refer to a certain sweater, jacket, or pair of jeans as your best friend, right? Mm -hmm. When you look back through the selfies, you see yourself wearing it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. are unduly attached. Mm-hmm. Not always a good thing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes love is blind, folks. It can be extraordinarily yes. blind. Take a good, hard, and faithful look at your wardrobe. If it's not flattering, even if you love it, you know what? Take a picture of it, put it in a photo album, and throw it out. And adios amigo. Adios amigo. <laughs> you got our Southern Sisters tips for things you should never do with regards to your wardrobe. I Duly a, noted. Yeah, duly noted. I like it. <laughs> Guys, it. we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. Here we are. This is the dog segment. Happy dogs. Happy dog segment. Aww. If you couldn't tell from the music, guys, this is all about our favorite four-legged friends. Our warm and fuzzy Our warm and fuzzy. I friends. know. That is one thing Pam and I both definitely have in uh, common. And it's something that I'm yes. sure that we share with all of our Southern Sisters listeners. Um, more than likely, you got a dog in your life. Love right? my dogs. I know. I know you do. Love them. I love mine. Um, you know, and quite frankly, we I've spoken about Dixie on the air quite a bit. Yes, you have. Here on the show. You I have. Just, yeah, she's my she's my little four legged BFF. She's so sweet. You're my two legged BFF. That's BFF. okay. Yeah. I, I will give up the four legged reins to her because I don't want you going around calling me a dog. Right. So no, we'll no. do that. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> <can't> do that. <laughs> well, guys, we know you love your dogs just like we love ours, and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. There's some scientific evidence. Yes, there is. Right? Yes. That, that backs up the thought. Yeah, the theory that dogs are good for our lives, good for our health. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a dog at your house, oh, Nick? Yes. You do. Yes. What kind of dog? Your dog. She's like a bulldog beagle mix. She's got beagle coloring. Yeah. Big and husky like a bulldog, but she's she's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Her yeah. name is Leela. Leela? She is the sweet it's just it's the only problem with it is she's about forty five pounds and still thinks she's a lap she's dog. She's a lap dog. Uh, she so thinks but she is. You're right. She's so sweet. Aww. Nothing, nothing right. is better than when you come home and that tail's oh just my a gosh. wagon. Isn't that the best feeling? Uh, just, Unconditional so nice. love. It is. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons. I love that's, it. That's one of the reasons why humans need dogs in yes, their lives. Yes, we do. Quite frankly. So I have a feeling everyone's going to gr- agree with us about that. You know, we love to hear stories though from our listeners, mm-hmm. guys. If you have some thoughts or just want to share some, uh, maybe some fun little stories about your dogs, you can always email us at radio at southern 
SisterHomeSisters.com. And we'd love to share stories on the air, too. Oh, yes. From our we listeners. love dog so, stories. But what we're talking about this segment are some reasons that human beings need dogs. Mm-hmm. And I think God had this in mind. Let's hear these. When he created our four-legged mm-hmm. friends, right? Number one is loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Nope, not at now, all. Ma- you, may, you may be familiar with a famous a Spanish writer, Miguel de Cervantes, who wrote Don Quixote. Yes. Long time ago. Do you know, he reflected on this in his writing as well. Did he? Long time ago. He said, I know well enough that there have been dogs so loving that they have thrown themselves into the same grave with the bodies of their masters. Others have stayed upon their master's graves without stirring a moment from them and have voluntarily starved themselves to death, refusing to touch the food that was brought to them. Mm -hmm. Now, so he he recognized the fierce sense of loyalty Mm -hmm. that dogs can have for their owners, for their masters. Right. So there were there are some that would say that a dog is only loyal so long as it's getting food and shelter. Not Um, true. No, it's not true. If you've ever known a dog and seen the reaction it has when you come home or when it's reunited with a, you know, even a fellow four-legged friend, mm-hmm. you know that it's more than mm-hmm. that, right? Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Tr- It's not just the food. It's not just the shelter. Um, and so we know. I, I remember actually seeing uh, uh, somewhere online I saw a photograph of it was a, a famous uh, dog, a dog that kind of got famous um, at the, he was at the funeral of his Navy SEAL owner. It was a Navy mm. SEAL who had passed away. And the dog uh, was pictured lying next to the casket, not wanting to, not leave. Wanting to leave. I saw that. It yeah. was viral. It was online. Yes, yeah. I did. And it's just a beautiful sort of demonstration of, of what these precious dogs, how mm-hmm. they feel. We know how we feel about them. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is an example of how they feel about us. Mm-hmm. And like you said, and like on the same kind of path, but on a lighter note, is when you see the, the, the folks coming home from being yeah. deployed and all of a sudden the dog sees them through the uh, window and the dog's about to paw through the front I, window of the house trying to get yeah, to them. And those, those are, are my, so nice. Those are my favorite. I love to see them. I love those our videos. military men and women coming home and their beloved companions are just right. chomping at the bit literally to get to them. It's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Right. So wonderful. loyalty. There you loyalty. have it. Absolutely. Another, another reason humans need dogs in their lives is friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have another quote here by an American poet, Douglas Maylock, and he said, it's actually a little poem. He says, thorns may hurt you, men desert you, sunlight turned to fog, but never friendless ever if you have a dog. I love that. That's awesome. Right? Ain't that the truth? It's the, the <laughs> truth. Yeah, dogs it's have been... true. Well, they have, yeah. I mean, right? Uh, oh, my dogs. Oh, my gosh. If you Bell have... And Teddy. If you own home, one. Yeah. Oh, my word. The tales. The unconditional love. <laughs> just, I talk to them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I live, I, for those of... I, I'm single, and I live... And it's just my babies, my mm-hmm. two dogs and I, and they are just... Uh, I talk to them all the time. Right. It's as if I have a friendship with them. And they I'm going to become the crazy dog lady. Word, right? It's true. Mm-hmm. They do. And their looks. <laughs> yeah. I know. They have their own unique I looks. Them, I can read them like a friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so friendship, I agree. And, you know, dogs have been humans' best friends for thousands of years. Yes. You know, they're, they're with us through thick and thin. They never judge. And they're always happy to see us when we return. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I love about the word dog? When mm-hmm. you spell it backwards, it's God. Uh, yes, indeed. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. I mm. firmly believe it. I agree. How about therapy? Oh. Okay. Yes. So, you know what Doris Day said about this? <laughs> what, oh, I love her. What'd she say? She said, I have found that when you are deeply troubled, there are things you get from the silent, devoted companionship of a dog mm-hmm. that you can get from no other source. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. I believe that. So that Well, first of all, she's one of my, my style icons. I love Doris Day. And Doris Day has had many poodles mm. throughout her life. Did you know that? I've done some reading on her and old photographs with her poodles. And I have poodles. So I have a little, you know, little 
Right. She's. She, I'm just feel connected to her in many ways. But that's so true. And you know, I a few when my mom died, um, obviously the tears flowed. And Bella, one of my dogs, leapt, just leapt into my lap and came up, put her paws on my shoulders, and she actually licked my tear. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my gosh. They know. They do. They sense. I was so stunned by that, but they know. They have a sense. They have a sense. A God-given Absolutely. sense. No. And, you know, in terms of therapy, I mean... Animal-assisted therapy Mm -hmm. um, has been linked to the reduction of anxiety, pain, and Mm -hmm. depression in people. Mm -hmm. Um, And for people with a range of even mental and physical health problems, right? Right. So we can all benefit from some uh, some pet therapy. I I can. Hello. (laughs) I have my moments and my days. But you know what's so beautiful about that is how individuals are training their dogs to become the therapy dogs I and they're love taking that. them in and even some are doing it now with their cats believe it or not yeah. and they're taking them into hospitals they're taking them into nursing homes rehabilitation centers yeah. and they just light up yeah well you know dogs up. have been very successful in terms of uh, treating veterans with post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that the therapy dogs I, I love do. it how about health okay your health. My health. My personal health. Not the dog's health. We're Mine. talking about your personal health. Now, how about this? This is from uh, an English zoologist, Desmond Morris. He said, people who keep dogs live longer on average than those who do not. Mm-hmm. How about that? This is not some kind of pro-K9 campaigning fantasy. It is a simple medical fact that the calming influence of the company of a friendly pet animal reduces blood pressure, Mm -hmm. and therefore the risk of heart attack. Completely agree with that. And I would also argue that it probably keeps you more active. It does, yes. Take them for a walk. Yes. On top of the fact that if your dog is like mine and occasionally likes to jump over the fence in the backyard, you're running around the neighborhood chasing them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so true. Or if they're getting into something they shouldn't, and then you're having to chase after them to get Uh it back. Yes. That happens, yes. They keep you going. They keep you going. You know, when I was working on my my second book, Seasons in the South, when I get get to writing and I get get hunkered down, Mm -hmm. you know, I hibernate, Mm -hmm. right? I stay in my pajamas Mm -hmm. for days, eating nothing but pimento cheese and drinking sweet tea that that's my fuel when i'm writing and when i was writing my last book i swear if it had not been for dixie i don't know that i would have gotten out of the house mm-hmm. for a week at a time you'd have been in your world own little world just hunkered right. down I and i she had would just come up to you with his big old sad eyes and go mommy let's go outside and that's exactly how dixie would look at her too yeah <laughs> so, uh, so i had you know maybe i was still in my pajamas when i took her out but I just, well, by golly <laughs> you got up out. and you moved around by golly i got out of the house so we know so health reasons yes i mean yeah. blood clots that's why you had to get up and move around exactly mm-hmm. the blood flowing how about unconditional love oh that's okay. my favorite part a dog is the only thing on this earth that loves you mm-hmm. more than he loves himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? yes he will give his life for you mm-hmm. you know he will do that i so, completely believe that right you know it's easy to see with the wagging and the happy barking when we come home that our dogs love us you know this is not a mystery um, scientists have proven that dogs love us back the same way that we love them. And they have actually proven this. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. They have actually uh, put dogs into MRI machines and scanned their brains, right? Those body wiggles that we see mm-hmm. aren't just because they're excited for food. I mean, it is because they are genuinely happy to see us. They are happy. And, love us. and that's the only kind of critic because, you know, with kids, you get on to them and they yeah. will, but you get on to a dog and guess what? They come mm-hmm. up to you and they curl up next to you mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. And, and they and wag they, their tails yeah. and they lick, they will lick your face and they just love you. Yeah. Well, how about protection? Okay. Yes. Now, yes. this is what Winston Churchill said. I love Churchill. Okay. What, did, what did Sir Winston <laughs> have to say? This is what he had to say. He said, the nose of the bulldog has been slanted backwards so that he can breathe without letting go. 
There you go. That's yeah. That's good. I like that. Right? Very observant. You know, it's believed that man's first interactions with dogs, which would have been wolves at the time, Mm -hmm. resulted in a beneficial relationship for both species. The wolves got easy pickings from the scraps that people left behind after their meals, and the people got the benefit of having the wolves around to protect them from other predators Mm -hmm. or other people, Mm -hmm. you know, as may Mm -hmm. be, right? How about that? Mm-hmm. Protection. That makes a lot of sense. I yeah. agree with that. I like this one, though. Selflessness. Okay? Now, we are going to quote the the famous Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. From a oh, line. this should be good. He okay. played Lawrence Garfield in a movie called Other People's Money, and he said, <laughs> and I quote, It don't care whether I'm good enough. It don't care whether I snore or not. There are only three things that, with that kind of unconditional acceptance. Dogs, donuts, and money. <laughs> donuts and money ties back into Dunkin' Donut conversation earlier today. Full you circle. Know, full circle. It all comes back. Full circle. And our last reason, guys, that humans need dogs. How about forgiveness? You know, mm-hmm. how about this? Um, you know, dogs don't hold grudges. They don't hang on to what someone said years ago. When one of them plays too rough, the other dog lets them know immediately by letting out a yet yelp. Mm-hmm. And then the two go- dogs make up instantly and start playing again. Yes, and Bella do. and Teddy, mommy loves you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and Dixie mama loves you too. Folks, we know we love our dogs and we love each other. And we love having you join us each week yes. on the Southern I Sisters so radio program. Again. Thanks for having, having me. It? This has been great. Nick, as always. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure. Now Likewise. let's go get that grilled cheese. I'm I'm starving. (laughs) Have a great week, folks. Bye, y'all.